Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and I've got some news and views from a West Texans Biblical Point of View one you're not going to find in your mainstream media, especially if you live in the United States of America. Maybe with a K, but not quite yet. I don't think we have given up yet here as Americans and especially Texans. We have not given up the fight just yet. And neither have we as Christians given up the fight as of yet. Guys, I watched the most disturbing um, video on X, formerly known as Twitter, um, last night, and it has haunted me. I've had nightmares about it. It was terrible, absolutely. I The words just fail me when I'm going to try to explain this to you. I do not want to find the video again. I would never replay the video for anybody else to see. Um, I don't suggest you go and look for this video, but it was absolutely horrific. And it looked like, and I'm going to tell you the story, okay, this is what I saw. Some black kids had invited a white kid. He looked to be white, maybe a Hispanic. Um, to their apartment and then they attacked the poor young kid and I'm not talking about just attack like you know like we did back in the day in the 80s you got to fight you got a beef we're going to the schoolyard we're going to settle this man to man right no this was a gang of teenagers ruthlessly brutally beating this young man as he lay convulsing on the floor he was convulsing and what do they do? They dragged him by his collar out into the yard and left him there convulsing. Folks, this is the world that we live in. And you want to know why I tell you to arm yourself to be able to defend yourself. Because how else are you going to defend yourself against a gang of seven or eight teenagers beating the hell out of you? You better be armed. Okay, you better be armed. Pepper spray, I don't care what you got. But you better be armed and to be able to defend yourself. Go take some self-defense classes. I don't really care what you do, but you better be armed because the world that we live in right now is not the world that I grew up in or you grew up in. This world is only going to get worse. The power of the prince of the air, which is Satan. So remember that, folks, is not going to get better. It's not going to get better. And as I saw that, you know, things went through my mind. I said, well, why do you need a clip? Why do you need an AR with 15 rounds? Why do you need blah, blah, blah? Because of stuff like that. When you have a gang of 15 kids coming to beat your ass, you better be able to take them off. And not just one bullet's going to do it. You're going to need a little bit more than five or six bullets. You better be able to defend yourself. That's the God-given rights here in the United States of America. We still retain our Second Amendment rights. And I feel terrible for the countries who gave them up, like Australia. I tell you what, all that that happened back then with um, Australia and the COVID-19 and rounding you guys up and putting you in pens like prison, like cattle, would have never happened if you were still armed, okay? That would have never, ever happened. They try that stuff in Texas. They're going to have their hands full. And I can guarantee you one thing. Here in Texas, we will fight for our freedoms and the freedoms of the United States of America. And like my mama said, they'll have to pry that gun out of my cold, dead hands. And folks, that is the truth. And another disturbing video that I happened to watch last night was a gang of black girls beating, ruthlessly beating a Down syndrome white girl. Folks, 
I want to remind you, okay, this is a spiritual battle. This is not a black against white, black against Hispanic, white against Hispanic, white against Asian, whatever. It's a spiritual battle, okay? This is the spiritual condition of our country. This is what happens when you take God out of a country, when you take God out of a nation, when you take God out of schools, when you take the Ten Commandments down because that offends people, thou shalt not murder offends you. This is what happens. This kind of atrocities are what happen. How could you beat a Down Syndrome's little girl? What is wrong with you? I'll tell you what, folks. I am infuriated. But as I lay there this morning praying about all this stuff that I saw last night, this is why I don't watch the news. This is why I don't watch the news. This is what came into my mind. As I lay there praying this morning, oh my goodness, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. I'm like, well, praise the Lord. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Not only come to take us out of this world, but come to stop this wickedness. Jesus is coming to set all things right and to mete out punishment and justice. And praise God, one day he will. I pray for those young men who viciously attacked that young boy and those young girls who viciously attacked a helpless, innocent little girl. I pray that the Lord would change their hearts. No, you must be following Satan to do something like that. You must be possessed. Because you got to remember, do what thou wilt. That is the satanic creed. Folks, we need to pray for our young men and women and children, teenagers. Teenagers mostly. You, okay, listen. I remember back in the day, you know, all of us, you know, kids, we used to listen to the, you know, to ACDC and all that stuff as kids. And remember our parents telling us, that stuff is going to blah, blah, warp your mind. Well, guess what? They were right. They were right. What was, what was ACDC songs that I will never listen to again once I actually heard the words to it, not just the music, you know, uh, Highway to Hell. Now, is that something we should be listening to as Christians? No, no. Uh, I saw a friend today post some stuff on there because, look, I, I look. I used to be a Chiefs fan. I was a Mahomes fan, but now he's acting like some self-entitled little kid. I don't know what's going on, but maybe he'll get it right. I don't know. But the Kelsey Taylor Swift thing, I'm about sick of that, okay? I, I love football, but I don't like that, okay? This is not a soap opera. It is football, people, football. Here in Texas, we take football very serious, okay? Just saying. <laughs> but let me tell you something. She is a Illuminati satanic. She's a self-proclaimed witch. If you watch any of her videos, you will see that she is. If you watch, um, it's called LED um, on YouTube. Um, anyway, uh, they talk about that. They have this whole program just on Taylor Swift. You can go and watch uh, uh, Spencer Smith. And he has a whole thing on Taylor Swift. And the whole world is like, oh, Taylor Swift, she's such a good role model. I'm like, have you watched her videos? Most parents have not watched her videos. They hear their music, but they don't watch the videos. Folks, their videos are nothing but seances and sacrifices to Satan if you really watch them. I'm telling you what is the most wicked thing I've ever seen. Of course, she started out as a country music star. And then just the same thing as Miley Cyrus and all the other ones. They transformed her into this, you know, whatever. The satanic, Illuminati, whatever. Anyway, she posted this. And all these people are on there. Yeah, people just don't know. Blah, blah, blah. One man, one man, bless his heart, stood up and said, she's a witch. And you know what? 
people are like, oh, well, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are witches, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what is going on in this world? These are people who go to church that I know, not to my church, <laughs> but they go to Trinity here. And I have a whole thing to say about that Trinity Church here in Amarillo, Texas. But I'll save that for another program. Okay. Yeah. The spirit of prophecy. Like, come down and get your prophecy. Yeah, folks. Like, you can just spill that on a, you know. It's like the same thing as going to, like, a, a, a genie or a, a, one of those palm reader people. That sort of reminds me of, what in the world? What in the world, folks? Mm, wickedness abounds. And I was also thinking about that this morning, too. Wolves in sheep's clothing have infiltrated our churches. The apostasy is real. People only want to hear what people want to hear. They don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear about what a wretch they are and how they deserve to go to hell. But God, his infinite mercy, oh my goodness, found, gave us a way through Jesus Christ to be saved and to be able to come to the throne of the Father. Can you imagine? We can go to our Abba Father. That's what the Bible calls him, Abba Father, A-B-B-A. You know what that means? It means daddy. It's a very tender, sweet, you know, fatherly name. Praise the Lord for that. And another thing, as I was watching these horrific videos, they were replaying through my mind. I don't want to, I don't want to ever uh, see that kind of stuff again, ever. I, I just couldn't almost function after I saw that. The, the amount of depravity, depravity in our society. And I don't know if this happens over in France in Germany, Australia, in other places of the world, or is it just in the United States that wickedness like this happens to that level? How could you beat a Down syndrome's child? How, what kind of evil? I'll tell you what kind of evil it is. It's the spiritual depravity of our nation, of our country, because we threw God out. And now Satan is the little G, God of this world. And read your Bible. He's a little G. Not, not God Almighty. <laughs> He's the little G God of this world because, thank you, Eve, one day, I got a bone to pick with you. <laughs> just kidding. No, if it wasn't Eve, it would have been one of us, you know, hello. But I'm just saying, th this, this, folks, is what, is what we're up against. It is a spiritual battle. It's, it's not a black against white. It's not an Asian against Hispanic. It's not nothing. But the Bible does tell us that ethnos will rise against ethnos in the end times. And that is what is happening. You see that ethnos means races, that they will rise against each other in the end times. And Satan is using that, like he is using that, that race, we call it here in the, the race card. That is what he's using. Look at the United States of America. Look at us. Folks, there was a time... When this, uh, words you never could have ever fathomed something like that would have happened. But now this is happening. They just, walking down the street, they just attack people walking down the street. I'm like, what? In the entitlement. These people, all these people in the United States, these kids, these millennials, these all these, they think they're entitled to something. Let me tell you, you're not entitled to anything. You are entitled to take your butt to work and to do a good job and to earn a paycheck. You're not entitled to anything, nothing, zero, nada, zilch. The United States, when, you know, when we said, give us your poor, give us your whatever, you know, we didn't say, like, oh, we'll feed and clothe you and, and, and give you everything you want for free. That's not what this is all about. We have God-given inalienable rights. We have the right to do and work and earn a living and, you know what I mean? 
but not like these kids think. They think we should just give it to them. We want free health care. Well, who do you think pays those doctors and nurses and CNAs and housekeeping and the people who make your lunches and clean the floors and do the parking lots and, you know, fix the ventilation system and elevators and all that? Who do you think pays those people? How do they earn a living if you don't pay for your health care? Now, granted, our health care in the United States is outrageous. I think I got charged $15 for a Tylenol. I'm like, are you serious? So there's like a lot of reform that should be done, okay, in our healthcare system. But let me tell you something. Anybody that deserves $36 million a year would probably be a doctor, okay? I'm just saying. Um, not a football player. Where in the world did we ever, why did they make $36,000, $36,000, I wish, $36 million a year, $56 million with an M dollars a year? Where? Why? Why are we paying them some unorthodox amount of money? This is ridiculous. When are we the fans going to say, hey, man, half the fans came to afford a jersey, but yet these football players make $50, 60000000 million. Where? What? They're just throwing a football and half of them can't even do that. <laughs> Dak ain't that great. I'm sorry, Dak. I'm sorry to call you out like that, but <laughs> I'm a choker. <laughs> I'm a smoker. Yeah, folks, listen, um... I'm just saying, this world that we live in is upside down, inside out. You know, if you read your Bible, you'd be like, yep, the Bible said this was going to happen. Jesus said these days were coming. And I just can't imagine. I never thought I would live. Uh, I never thought I'd be alive to see this. Or somehow in my mind, when I envisioned uh, the world becoming that bad, I didn't envision it like, like it is today. And I, I don't think you guys did either. I think we had a, a, a different, maybe lighter version, you know, like, you know, light syrup instead of like your regular maple syrup. I don't know, but it wasn't like it is now. I, this is not what I thought it would be. And neither did I think some, some elitists that they call themselves elitists, like, you know, we're just the peasants that they just push around and kill and murder and give us jabs. And like, you're going to take this jab or you can't work. So you're going to die either way. You're going to die from the jab or you're going to die because you can't work and afford food. Uh, did you ever think this would happen? Well, let me tell you what, the Bible told us that these days would come. And I'm going to read to you guys out of the book of Revelation. If you're ever following somebody and they call it Revelations, then just kind of say, um, it's Revelation. <laughs> That's one thing. I'm not kidding you. That just irks me. I know it's funny. I know. I know. It kind of irks me, but it's kind of cute too. Revelations. Um, anyway, so out of the book of Revelation, so what we're going to do today uh, is I'm going to read this to you guys. This is Revelation chapter 6. And um, look around the world today as I read this to you. And remember how long ago this was wrote on the island of Patmos by John. So we're going to go all, I mean, all the way back almost 2,000 years ago. So here we go. Revelation chapter 6. First seal, the conqueror. Now, I saw when the Lamb, which is Jesus, opened one of the seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a white horse. He who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. Second seal, conflict on earth. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, Come and see. And another horse, fiery red, went out. And it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth, and that people should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword. 
third seal, scarcity on earth. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, come and see. So I looked and behold, a black horse and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hands. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, a quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius and do not harm the oil and the wine. Fourth seal, wide spread death on earth. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, come and see. So I looked and behold a pale horse. And the name of him who sat on it was death and Hades followed with him and power was given to him or to them over a fourth of the earth to kill a sword with hunger, with death and by the beasts of the earth. Pay close attention to that, guys. Fifth seal, the cry of the martyrs. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Then a white robe was given to each of them, and it was said to them that they should rest a little while longer. Until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who would be killed as they were was completed. Sixth seal, cosmic disturbances. I looked when he opened the sixth seal and behold, there was a great earthquake and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair and the moon became like blood. And the stars of heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its late figs when it is shaken by the mighty by a mighty wind. Then the earth, or I'm sorry, then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up, and every mountain and island was moved out of its place. And the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, Every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him, just Jesus, who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of his wrath has come and who is able to stand. Folks, let me tell you something. There's a day coming and it's coming soon. The Bible told us what happened. And as we look around the world today, we see all of these things being set up, as you could say. They're all being set up and moved into place. God is sovereign. He is allowing these things to happen. And he's using like the, the, the weffers, okay, the weffers and the, 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 uh, the health people and like all of these people, the WHO, the who's and the wefs, we'll put it that way, the who's and the wefs, the World Health Organization and the World Economic Forums. They're using the likes of these people to move these places, to move them all. They think they're in control. They think they worship Satan and they think all of this is, you know, oh yeah, but what they don't understand is God is sovereign. God is in ultimate control. And just remember that God knows the end from the beginning he knows it all. And like right now, the Bible tells us that we are seated in heavenly places with the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing? That should just be, I mean, should just be utterly amazing. It is to me. Um, you know, but I, it's, oh, I'm telling you. But these things are happening. 
and it's all being set up and things are being moved into place for this to happen. And notice it says, um, when it says the, the widespread death and the cry of the martyrs and the scarcity on earth, it says a quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius and do not harm the oil and the wine. Well, because at this point in time, only the rich, the elitists, the weffers of the world will be able to afford oil and wine. Us folks, you know, well, we won't be here for this. We'll be taken out. The church uh, will be removed. We will be taken out. Uh, if you go back to, which we'll read here in a little bit, um, Revelation chapter 4. That's the last time that the church is spoken of on earth. So we'll go through that here in a little bit. But as this, when this is all happening, we're, we're in heaven. We're not here watching all of this. So it's only going to be the elitists, the, the ones that, you know, are doling out the jabs and the health digital IDs. And you're, you're a CBDC, you know, your, um, uh, what is it? Your paycheck, basically. But it's digital. And they can program that digital money, you know, that you can only buy crickets, Sorry, you, you can't have beef. <laughs> they fart too much, you know. <laughs> that point zero 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 one percent is destroying um, the atmosphere. It's like, oh my goodness gracious. We can have beef, but <laughs> no, you, you can have crickets and mealworms. Put a little barbecue sauce on there. It tastes just like a, a, a Whopper, you know. Um, so this is what's going to happen. And they will work an entire day, an entire day's wage to like buy a meal, folks. This is what it's going to be like uh, in the tribulation, folks. This is coming. The Bible is literal, okay? It is, unless it's clearly, figuratively speaking, or symbolic, it is literal. Jesus literally came to this earth. He was literally uh, died on a cross. He literally rose from the dead and literally ascended into heaven. He is literally coming back just as he went into heaven when the angels stood there and asked the men of Galilee, why are you gazing up at him? You know why? He, the, just as he came, he will come back. So we know the Lord Jesus is coming back. And, and folks, that's our hope. That is, that, that is our joy. Because the wickedness that we see, the depravity of this world, that you look around the world right now, the wars, and, and the, the jab that killed millions upon millions across this globe, was all orchestrated. The, the COVID-19 was developed in a lab and released upon the world to kill grandmas and grandpas and those that were weak. This is, this is the evil depravity that we live in. And our hope as Christians is that we know that our Heavenly Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, is coming back. And He's not coming back as a lamb. He's coming back as a lion. And He is going to set all things right. He is going to deliver justice. And that's perfect justice. Nothing that you and I can do, but what He can do. And those are the days that we long for. It says the whole earth, the whole creation groans for that day. And we as Christians groan and groan for that day as well. The more things look out in the world today, the more I long to go to my heavenly home. And I know you guys do as well. So if anything was ever happened, if I got walked outside and I got hit by a truck, struck by a lightning, dropped dead of a heart attack, I don't care. You guys better be like, praise the Lord. We know where she's at. You know what I mean? Uh, I, l listen, 
um, this world right now, people, I remember back in the day, like, well, I don't want the Lord to come back until I have babies and I have kids and I get to watch them get married and blah, 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 you know? And then like, now we're like, uh, Lord, please come back. Please come back while my child is still young. You know, we don't, we don't want them to grow up into this kind of society, into this kind of world, because it is so evil. Now, look, as Christians, we are here to be salt and light. Now we are to preach the gospel. We are to tell the people the good news. We are to take a stand for what is morally right, what is biblically right. We are to stand against abortion. We are to stand against homosexual marriage. We are to stand against transgender stuff. We are to stand against that. We are to, we are to proclaim what the Bible says. It's not us that says these things. It is God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, who made men and women, male and female. He made them. He created them. So it's what he says because he knows what is best. Now, listen, look at the world today. Look at just just take the United States of America. OK, look what has happened to us since uh, Biden. OK, since they um, not Biden. <laughs> it's Obama. Obama's running Biden anyway. Uh, but look what's happened since they have uh, legalized and I air quote legalized gay marriage in the United States of America. Look what's happened. If you go through Romans 1 in the Bible, it will tell you the destruction of a nation and what happens when they take God out, when they have hardened their hearts through God, what God does. God turns them over to a reprobate mind. And that's the first step. Follow, follow it along and you can follow the demise of the United States of America and what's happened. Same thing happened to Rome. So folks... Man, I, I, I tell you what, our hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so while we're still here, we are to stand for his truth. Because I'm telling you, there's coming a day, and I think it's 2 Thessalonians, that tells us when we are removed, then the man of lawlessness will be revealed. So if you are a Christian and you think you know who the Antichrist is, you're wrong. <laughs> we will never know this side of heaven. Okay. We're not going to be here for that. We're going to be yanked out of here. Boom. Harpazzled. So, um, when the Bible says that it says when we are taken, when that man, that man will not be revealed until the, until we are taken out of the way. And so that's the Holy spirit being removed. Boom. We are taken out. Oops. Sorry about that. We're taken out. And that doesn't mean the Holy Spirit's not here on earth anymore. That means that all of us, we're boom, we're taken out. And then that man of lawlessness, the man of perdition, shall be revealed. So, anyway, keep that in mind on where we're going. And, uh, you know, that's the, th this right now, folks, is the end of the end days. The days that the Bible spoke about, you can look around the world, even as a non-believer, you can look around the world and say, oh my gosh, what is going on? So if you have not completely rejected Jesus Christ, then you still have a chance. Those who have hardened their hearts, rejected the Lord Jesus Christ, you can see them. They are the sheeple. They are the, they're the ones with the Kool-Aid mustache above their lip. They're, that's them. They're the ones walking around going, I need my third jab, my 57th booster shot. I, uh, Timmy can be Jane and I don't see what's wrong with that. And, uh, uh, you know, murdering my baby is a right. You know, these people have lost their mind. They cannot reason anymore. That is what a reprobate mind God gave them over to a reprobate mind. So it means God has turned them over to that mindset. God did that. That ought to scare you. Like scare you. If you're listening to this podcast 
And do you still think something's wrong here? Like, you know, women shouldn't be able to, men, grown men with beards should not be allowed to go into a little girl's bathroom. <laughs> then you still have some, uh, you still have a chance. <laughs> repent while you still can't repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. That's what the Bible says. Repent, repent, repent. Turn from your sin. Cry out, Jesus, please save me. That's what you have to do, folks. Why you still can't, why you still have some reason. Otherwise, these you, you can look around. You see them all over the news. You see them everywhere. They're all out there with their vagina hats on and, you know, screaming, you know, all this garbage, this insanity. And they're just, nothing they say makes sense. This world doesn't make sense. So this is a depraved world. This is a world that has rejected Jesus Christ. And that's why God comes to yank his church out of here before he pours his wrath out on this world. And he's pouring his wrath out on those who have rejected his son, Jesus Christ. And so this is where we're headed, folks. This is where we're headed. So I, I want to I wanted to go back up and just kind of review this in Revelation because a lot of people, you know, they've never read Revelation because, you know, the church, you know, that tells you that you can have your best off now and, you know, sow that seed into mom ministry and God's going to give you that Cadillac. You've been wanting my wallet's going to be full. You just call money dear. This kind of garbage this kind of wickedness, this kind of health, wealth, prosperity, gospel, and anything you add to the gospel is what the book of Revelation says. If you add to this book or take away from it, oh boy, you're in some deep doo-doo, let me tell you. Oh my goodness gracious. So listen, folks, anything you add to the gospel is, is wrong. Even the Apostle Paul says you, you would be an accursed, an anathema is what God says. And an, that's bad. You don't need to be damned. If you add or take away from the gospel, if you give any other gospel than what, you know, you have been taught and what Jesus gave us. So this is where we're at. And so I want to come back up here to the, um, to the first seal, the conqueror. It says, um, now I saw when the lamb opened one of the seals and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, come and see. And I looked and behold, a white horse. He who sat on it had a bow and a crown was given to him and he went out conquering and to conquer. Now, this is going to be the pseudo peace that comes Now, the seven year tribulation is it kind of starts out kind of, you know, after the, you know, I, I think it's the Ezekiel 38 and 39 war that kicks it off. That's what I think. Um, but anyway, it's going to be like a pseudo peace. You know, this man, this antichrist is going to rise from the ashes. This unobscured dude, he's going to come up and people are like, how's that going to happen? Well, look what Obama did. Nobody knew who Obama was. Next thing you know, he's the president of the United States going against Israel, Muslim, Islamic law. Okay, see, it doesn't take much. It does not. It doesn't take much. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, it could happen. And do I think the Antichrist is alive today? Oh, I believe so. As close as we are, oh, I believe it. I believe it with the signs and everything happening. And Jesus said, when you begin to, when you see these things begin to happen, hold your head up high because redemption draws near. That means it is very close to us being swoom. Just taken right up of her. Beam me up. It's, we are that close. It's going to be the twinkling of an eye. That's pretty fast. It's pretty fast. And so do I think he's alive today? Oh, yeah, I do. I do. I mean, I totally do. I think Satan always has to have somebody in the wings. Yeah, because Satan doesn't know when Christ is yanking us out. He has no idea when the rapture is going to happen. Nobody knows except God himself. Jesus doesn't know. Only God the Father knows. If you watch the movie Before the Wrath, you have a better understanding of that. But throw that out there. So anyway, he has to have somebody waiting to step into this position. He's always got to have somebody waiting because he doesn't know, you know. And uh, we always look back in history and think like Hitler was totally primed for that role. Um, 
But, you know, if you go back and you read this, he goes, it was given a crown to him and a bow. But you notice he wasn't given any arrows. So he's going to conquer with this pseudo peace. It's going to be a false peace. I'll tell you, three and a half years into the tribulation, it's going to get very, very bad. And I mean, like, words, like, you, there's no way to actually fully tell you. And you look at John trying to describe this stuff, like, 2,000 years ago on the island of Patmos. He's trying to describe these things that he saw. And I'm like, I couldn't even imagine what, you know, how he's trying to describe that. And so, think that, you know, take that into consideration. And then we go on down here, um, the multitude from the great tribulation. And so then, folks, those are... We haven't got into it really yet. You still got the prelude to the seven trumpets. First trumpet is the vegetation is struck. The first angel sounded and hail and fire followed, mingled with blood. And they were thrown to the earth and a third of the trees were burned up and all grass and all green grass was burned up. Then the seas were struck. The second angel sounded and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea and a third of the sea became blood and a third of the living creatures in the sea died and a third of the ships were destroyed. Then the waters are struck. This is the third trumpet. Folks, it gets worse. It gets worse and worse. Then, of course, you got the locusts from the bottomless pit, which I think are demons. You had the angels from the Euphrates. This is another trumpet. So much, so much in the book of Revelation. The two witnesses. There'll be two witnesses in Jerusalem. Oh, you guys, it gets so good. So good. You have the seven trumpets. You have the woman and you have Satan thrown on it. So much is in the book of Revelation. But, you know... Satan doesn't want you to read that book, and so he makes it like sound like it's so difficult to understand. You don't need to worry. It's all symbolic. It's symbolic. You know, shh, don't worry about that. <laughs> you no, know, you just keep leaving your best right now. That's right. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about none of that stuff. <laughs> no. Folks, read the book of Revelation. Read it. I mean, it's a book that gives you a blessing just for reading, hearing, and heeding it. I mean, let me tell you. So, that's something you probably want to read. So it says right here, contend for the faith. This is Jude. This is Jesus' half-brother. He talks about old and new apostates. Folks, the Bible told us, told us long ago what days we were going to be living in in the end time. So I tell you all of this just to tell you that right here tells us we are living in the end days. Let me go back to, to um, Revelation chapter 4. I want to go there. Um, just so you guys will have an idea. He talks about all the churches, the faithful church, the dead church, uh, the corrupt church. You know, this is Thyatira, which is the corrupt church. The dead church is Sardis. The faithful church is Philadelphia. The lukewarm church is Laodicea. Okay. So all of this. And then we come to chapter 4, Revelation chapter 4. And it says, the throne room of heaven. After these things, John says, I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me saying, come up here and I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately I was in the spirit to behold a throne set in heaven and one sat on the throne and he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardis stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne in, in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones. And on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting clothed, oops, sorry, clothed in white robes. And they had crowns of gold on their heads. 
And from the throne proceeding lightnings, thunderings, and voices, seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Because you can't understand the book of Revelation. Well, it tells you. Jesus tells you. He'll tell you light, and then he tells you what it is. So, folks, get in there and read the book. Get in there and read it. Get a good commentary. John MacArthur has one of the best commentaries on the book of Revelation that I know. Uh, or, oh, actually, um, look over here. I got another one here. Um, David Jeremiah has a, yeah, Dr. David Jeremiah's got another one. Perfect. Um, Jack Hibbs does an excellent job of preaching um, through Revelation. And so, I tell you guys all of this <laughs> just to tell you that the days that we live in, as you can see, man, this all leads up to literally where we are right now. And so, uh, let me come over here to, I'm going to go to 413. Let me see if this is it. Yes. So let's, let's do this just real quick. So you guys have a, a, an understanding of the rapture. So this is first Thessalonians chapter four, verse 13, the coming of, uh, the comfort of Christ's coming. He says, but I do not want you to be ignorant brethren concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this, we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will, out, will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up, harpazo, rapture road, up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. The day of the Lord, chapter 5, 1 Thessalonians. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say, peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath. Catch that? God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, comfort each other and edify another just as you are also doing. So folks, right there in a nutshell. Boom. Okay. So I'm going to roll on down here to 2 Thessalonians and see if I can find it here really quick because I want you guys to know what I, you know, I tell you guys that this, um, that when we're take, move, taking out of the way, then that man of lawlessness will be revealed. And so this is 
Second Thessalonians chapter two. Okay. So it says now brethren concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him. We ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled either by spirit or by word or by letter as if from us as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshiped so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things and now you know what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he which is the holy spirit who now restrains will do so until he the holy spirit is taken out of the way and then the lawless one will be revealed whom the lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power signs and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they may be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie and they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So folks, when somebody tells you that they clearly have rejected the Lord Jesus Christ. And you tell them all these things. Like, oh, whatever, yeah, whatever, Jesus, whatever. And you can tell they've completely hardened their heart. And you know, they've turned and they're openly worshiping Satan. They say they've completely hardened their heart to Christ. They don't anything that they have rejected him. Okay, there's no, no way they're ever going to say they've rejected him. These are the people who will never be saved. Not even when we are raptured, there'll be friends and family of yours and mine who are like, oh, that girl's so crazy. She's always telling us about the rapture. And she was always like, oh, Jesus is going to come and take, you know, all this stuff. All them crazy Christians. But they didn't hate us. Okay. They did not completely reject Jesus. They just didn't make their mind up or they just kind of thought we were kooky or crazy or, you know, whatever. But, you know, then openly outright rejected Christ. Those people will see what has happened, will see that we are yanked out of here, and they will have a chance to repent because they're like, oh my gosh, that crazy girl from Texas was right. <laughs> she was right. All those people that told me, they were right. My grandmama, my mama, whatever, told me, they were right. This, this has happened. This is what the Bible said was going to happen. They have been taken out of here. And of course, the government's going to come and say, oh, aliens took them or, you know, all kind of, they were sucked up into the consciousness or they were vaporized because, you know, whatever. The universe and you know, whatever. They're going to come up with all these lies. Like right here, how many times did Jesus told us? Just in these scriptures that I read to you today, don't be deceived. Deception is coming. <laughs> so um, even God is going to give them great deception. And so these people will have a chance to repent and to cry out and ask Jesus to save them. They will have a chance. But there will be people who you and I both know who have completely outright rejected Christ. Rejected him. And not only rejected him, but hate, you know, seethingly hates him. Whatever. So, these are the people that God, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. There is no hope for those people. No hope. 
There is no hope for those people. So when we're wrapped, they will believe that aliens took us or that the universe, cosmos, whatever. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And of course, they'll take their other jab and whatever, you know, and take their CBDC and go sit on their on their couch and play their universal video games and go into their virtual world. These are those people. They will be lost forever. Because I always have friends that always tell me, well, if I see you guys get raptured, well, then, then I'll believe, you know. No. You had the opportunity now to believe. If you think you're going to wait until we are raptured, then you're like, oh, yeah. No. It doesn't work that way. You rejected Christ now. But then there's a lot of people out there that you and I know that, you know, haven't really made up their mind yet. They're not, you know, they haven't outright hated us or they haven't outright rejected Christ. They just, you know, don't know yet. Okay? Those folks will have the opportunity to repent. But right then and there, it even says, The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power signs and lying wonder and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. We all know people like that. You can look on the news and see people like that. I mean, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. And so this is the very sad, horrible um, truth of the world that we live in. And, and you know, we must pray. Like, don't ever give up hope on somebody, you know, no matter what. God can, look at the Apostle Paul. God can change anyone. He can change him. So don't ever give up hope. Keep praying for that person. Just keep praying. But just know, God knows your heart. So in the end, when all this happens, God knows the ones who have outright rejected him. So it's not like, you know, little Betty over here in the corner, like whatever. Like we, we, we can't judge people. We don't know. We don't know their hearts. We don't know if they've outright rejected Christ or not. We don't know. Only God knows that. So if you have a loved one, keep praying. Keep praying for them. Keep praying for their salvation. And so I wanted to read you guys just some scripture so that you guys have a total view, like a, a surrounding view of what I talk about when I talk about reprobate minds. And I talk about, and I know I've read Romans 1 on here numerous times. And we're going to go back over here and I'm going to read Romans 1 to you guys. I think it's Romans 1, verse 20, maybe. Let me see here. Dun, 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 dun. 18. Romans 1, verse 18. Uh, but let's say, the just shall live by faith. This is Romans chapter 1, okay? Uh, this is all in the New King James Version, guys. So anyway, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of, of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first, and then also for the Greek. So all of you folks out there with you know, the replacement theology, like oh, whatever, what does that just say right there? Right there. It is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first. Huh, right there. And also for the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. God's wrath on unrighteousness. Here we go. Verse 18, Romans chapter 1. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against... Oh, I'm going to move this. Hang on just one second. I'm going to move it over here so I'm not having to crick my neck. 
Here we go. So, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness because what may be known of God is manifest in them for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust for one another. Men without men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind or a reprobate mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-minded. They are whisperers, bagbotters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventor of evil things, the jab, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful who knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. So folks, if you think as Alistair Begg thinks it's okay to attend a transvestite wedding, oh, and to bring a gift. Well, let's read right there. Romans chapter 1 verses 32 even says, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Folks, if you attend a wedding like that and you bring a gift, you're basically showing your approval to something like that. So when people are calling out Alistair Begg and some of these even neo, I would call them neo-evangelicals as uh, Spencer Smith calls them. This is what we mean. This is what the rest of the world means are the, the great pastors, the godly men, the Christians, the doctrinally sound folks who are calling out Alistair Begg to ask him, please change your view, please, you know, think about what you're saying, what you're doing. This is what we're talking about. Because when you, you're giving your approval, when you go to their weddings and bring their, you're giving an approval to them. Well, you know, my friend Heather, she's a Christian and she came and even brought me a gift, so it must be okay. So think about what you're doing. Think about it. Um, I'm not saying to be hateful to people or anything like that. No, absolutely not. Um, absolutely not. We are to love these people. We all have, we all sin, okay? But it's one thing to live a lifestyle of sin. That's another thing. Um, I have no doubt that I have friends that are homosexuals that are saved. I have no doubt of that. No doubt. And they struggle with that. I have no doubt that they are saved. Absolutely not. 
but you have to, you also have to think about it. Okay. If you, how can you continually live in a sin and be saved with the Holy Spirit? Like convicting, 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 convicting you. Because once, you know, once you've passed that conviction of the Holy Spirit and you have like hardened your heart, like mm, that's some scary territory. Yeah, some scary territory. So, like I said, nobody really knows. No, nobody really knows when it's hard. We have no right to condemn anybody. Now, we can judge. You judge people by their fruit. That's what the Bible tells us to do. People are like, yeah, I have no right to judge me. Do people not read the entire verse? <laughs> they take a little bit snippet. <laughs> that would be like, um, that'd be like, okay, we're just reading uh, like an entire paragraph and taking like a half a sentence out with commas on each end. Like this, see, that's true. <laughs> see, no, no, that's not, that's not the truth. They don't read the entire chapter in context. I'm like, you make judgment calls all day long, but we're to judge them by their fruit. Okay. Listen, if you want to listen to Kenneth Copeland, you need to judge Kenneth Copeland by what he says. Judge it against what does the Bible say? It says, well, we're going to do what does the Bible say? Everything is to be judged against Scripture. And so that's the thing. We have no discerning, no, no discernment. The Bible talks about that. Remember, we just read about that. No discernment. <laughs> do you not discern? No, because God has taken that away. Listen to this. Listen, it's right here. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all... Listen, listen to this list, folks, and look around the world. Unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness. You don't see that happening, do you? Of course. M maliciousness, full of envy. I want those shoes. I'm going to kill you for your shoes. Murder. I'm just going to murder people. Like all this happening today. Strife. Oh, we don't see any of that going on, do we? <laughs> deceit. You don't see anybody. No, we don't see deceit going. Whatever. Evil-mindedness everywhere. Everywhere. Jabs. People beating down children. Raping women. Um, children. Bringing fentanyl across the border. Oh, what? Inventors of evil. What? What do you think the jab is? What do you think the CBDC is? What do you think all, all this wicked, they're inventing ways to be wicked. Folks, I couldn't even tell you what's going on in labs and stuff around the world. They are whisperers, mm. backbiters, haters of God. Oh, we don't see any of that going on around the world, do we? Whoa, prime time, violent we don't see violence happening anywhere, do we? Oh, just every day, increasing, increasing. What did Timothy say? Well, wax worse and worse. Proud. Oh, we don't see anybody being proud. They pride parade. Oh. Boasters. Oh, surely them rappers on there aren't boasting about, you know, nothing. No. Mm -mm. We don't see football players out there boasting out there. Nothing. Oh, no, no. We don't see anything like that happening. No. Inventors of evil things. Mm. We just talked about that. Oh, disobedient to parents. Oh, that doesn't happen. No. Oh, here's the big one. Undiscerning. We don't see any of that happening, do we? I'll take my 15th jab. <laughs> they said it was, they said it's good. It's going to keep me from ending up in the hospital and dying. I'm going to do it for grandma. Undiscerning. We should have open borders. Undiscerning spirits. Untrustworthy. Do you trust your government? I don't. <laughs> Unloving. 
Well, you have to be pretty unloving to beat a Down syndrome child or an elderly person. Do you see what happens in nursing homes? Unforgiving. We don't see any of that happening around, do we? Unmerciful. Surely beating and... mm. Who, knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Guys, this is not where I intended this podcast to go. I had all these articles lined up to read to you guys about, but I always pray and, you know, with the Holy Spirit. Um, I let the Holy Spirit, you know, do what the Holy Spirit does. But, um, just just be aware of the world that we're living in right now and where we're heading and the signposts are everywhere. I mean, if you're driving down the interstate and you said ding, 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 that Amber Alert sign going off, just think, it's saying Jesus is coming soon. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Cry out to Lord Jesus. Ask him to save you. You can be on your couch eating Cheetos, people. But you do, it's a heart thing. It's it's not the words you say. Anybody can say those. Anybody go down and say that little prayer. You just come on down here and you just say that little prayer, okay? Get your fire insurance. No, it's a heart decision. It's a heart. You have to know what a wicked, wretched, miserable sinner that you are. We all are. And we deserve death. We absolutely deserve God's judgment. But God in his infinite mercy sent his only son his only son, Jesus, to come to live a perfect life, to die a horrific death on the cross so that you and I might be saved. And not only did he die the horrific physical death on the cross, he also suffered the wrath of God on the cross in our place. Should have been you and I up there. Think about that. And of course, three days later, God raised him from the dead. When Jesus came to this world, he was rejected just read just read what the Bible says he did all that for us he he could have called legions of angels down and just wiped those people out but he didn't he humbled himself in obedience to the father because he loved us that much he loved us that much you have to realize when you cry out to Lord Jesus to save you what you're being saved from and what he did to save you so that when God sees you and I he doesn't see us as the wretched wicked miserable people that we are because the Bible says the the heart is wicked above all else there's no one good no one but but God so when God sees you and I he sees us through the blood sacrifice of his son Jesus so he sees us it's called justification just as if I never sinned isn't that amazing So when you cry out to Lord Jesus to save you, he saves you. He picks you up. He dusts you off. His blood covers all the sins you ever committed. He makes you a brand new creature in Christ. Everything you've ever done in the past is forgotten. It's buried. Christ has forgiven you as far as the east is from the west. That, folks, is amazingly good news. His grace and mercy he has poured out on us so that we don't get what we deserve. And so anytime, you know, and I tell myself this too, 
you and I, if I'm in traffic, how dare that, you know, and I get upset. And I'm like, you know, I need to humble myself and realize I'm nothing. <laughs> I am nothing. God is everything. I am nothing. I'm like the pot. I'm like the clay and God is the potter. Whatever he will do with my life, I pray that it will glorify him. No matter what I have to go through, no matter what I'm, Jesus, look what all he went through for us. Go back to the, to the parable or the story about the, about the vineyard and the, the man that he sent his, um, he sent his uh, laborers down there or his little people down there to go talk to him and they killed him. And then so he sent more down there and they killed him too. He goes, oh, well, I'll send my son. Surely, surely they will respect my son. And they murdered him too. I tell you guys, I hope you guys are following me. Um, following me. I hope you guys are following along um, in the Bible, reading the one-year chronological Bible. Uh, it's the New Living Translation. I chose that translation because it's easy, easy to read and easy to understand. And so I know there's people that listen um, all, 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 all around. But I still can't believe that. That just fabriclasses me. I'm like, wow, this little, this little person from Texas who's nothing. Um, I, I, I'm just amazed. Um, but my thing is, it's all for the glory of God. I just want people to look around the world to wake up and to realize that Jesus is coming soon. God doesn't want anybody to perish. He wants all, all to come uh, to the saving grace of his uh, knowledge of his son, Jesus Christ. And I was um, going back through, sorry guys, I was going back through here in my Bible and um, our first, I hope I still got it. I hope I didn't leave it in the, in the living room. Uh, it looks like I did. Darn it. <laughs> but I was going back through, um, when we first started our church at uh, New Living Trans, uh, New Living, <laughs> New uh, New Hope Fellowship here at River Road, Pastor Randy, and uh, our very first um, very first sermon that he was preaching on, um, which was finishing up a series that they had done, uh, was actually talking about that. It actually had the scripture there, um, you know, talking about that um, that God doesn't want anyone to perish. And so I hope you guys are following along on that as well at our YouTube channel. If you go to YouTube, YouTube, if you go to YouTube, all you do is just type in New Hope Fellowship at River Road. Boom, it's going to bring, we're the only ones, we're the only ones, it was pretty easy to find. Um, but I'm putting um, uh, all of the sermons on that YouTube channel, so you guys can go and watch that, and the Wednesday studies as well. Um, I'm going to talk to my pastor today, I'm going to send him a text and see if it's okay if I bring the 29 videos that he did while he was at Lifeway on over to our channel um, so we can play those as well. And you guys can, he is such a phenomenal expositor of the end times. Um, like I know you guys, if you've listened to me long enough, you know, I found him during COVID when I was super sick. And uh, I was, he came on like after John MacArthur or something. I was laying on my couch, you know, I thought I was going to die. And uh, boom, here's this this pastor in Amarillo, Texas, Dr. Randy Davis. I was like, what, what? Anyway, and I just loved him. And, um, and I'm very thankful for him. So anyway, um, you know, guys, I, I am going to get out of here. But that mean, I just wanted to, I mainly wanted to come on here and talk about what's going on over at France. <laughs> and, uh, of course, the growing betrayal of Israel. Uh, it was an article by Jonathan Brittner. Um, I, I tell you what, guys, there's a, I will come on here really quick, though, and just give a huge shout out to the angry French farmers. Oh my gosh, they've been doing this for a while. They've been pouring on the uh, the uh, manure and stuff, but it's getting it's getting pretty pretty uh, pretty thick over there. 
And so um, there is an article at Skyline, um, skynews.com.au. And uh, of course, there's an article there talking about the labor's virtue signaling and its divisive referendum has triggered Aussies to find their voice just in time for Australian Day. So, um, so much happening. And um, the angry Finch farmers block roads for manure at public buildings. And it says, uh, many farmers in the European Union's biggest agricultural producers struggle financially and say their livelihoods are threatened as food retailers are increasing pressure to bring down prices after a period of high inflation. Quote, our costs keep increasing and this is not taken into account in what we're being, in what we are paid. Uh, unquote, daily farmer Pascal Legurn uh, said at a road blockade in Pluisi, Pluisi in Brittany. So, Folks, whoo doggy, it's getting deep around the world. I think people have had enough. Well, I think it's not like we the people here in the United States. I guess we the people globally have had enough. So with this, guys, uh, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And um, Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. May God bless each and every one of you. And thank you so much for listening. And just know that I love all of you guys. And um, I pray for you guys. Keep looking up. Keep looking up and starting that rapture practice because Jesus is coming soon.